Welcome to Meet the Manufacturers podcast, brought to you by Manufacture CT and sponsored by Cone Resnick, who are dedicated to helping manufacturers and distributors to enhance their competitive position and succeed in high-pressure trade environments. Visit them online at coneresnick.com. Meet the Manufacturers is available on all of the world's biggest podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Never miss an episode again and subscribe today, wherever you get your podcasts from. On every episode, we take the opportunity to learn more about a local manufacturing business. On this episode of Meet the Manufacturers, I'm going to be speaking with Sam Simmons, who is the president of OEM Controls based in Shelton, Connecticut. OEM Controls has been the leader in design and development of electrohydraulic controllers for over 50 years. And as a family owned and operated business, I am keen to learn more. So, Sam, welcome to Meet the Manufacturers. Thank you, Claire. This is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. If it's not, then we'll uh, we'll make it entertaining, if nothing else. So come on, Sam, tell me a little bit about what products you actually make at OEM Controls. So we make rugged, custom joysticks and electronic controllers and electronic data devices for the off-highway market. And we sell primarily to OEMs, original equipment manufacturers, and system integrators and end users. So we've got a lot of different customers, but it's mostly to OEMs and we make joysticks, custom electronics, custom push buttons, handles, and we provide them control functions for their equipment. Give me an application for this because joysticks, I'm thinking of Ataris and Nintendos. Are we thinking about helicopters or what are we thinking? So our biggest markets are work platforms. So mobile elevating work platforms they make. So if you've seen the rental companies yeah. driving around, they got the booms and the scissor lifts, yes. uh, people, people going up and down and driving around where we've got the, the joysticks and electronic control systems to make those move. Then you look at bucket trucks, utility bucket trucks, telecom bucket trucks. We're making them going up and down and, and uh, keeping the operation smooth for the operator. Yeah. Fire trucks. We've got, uh, garbage trucks, paving equipment. So a lot of niches, small industries that uh, need custom joysticks and they need the custom movement of their equipment. And, you know, the real expertise is understanding electronics, but it's, it's also we're moving electrohydraulics on these big pieces of equipment. Gotcha. So nothing to do with Ataris and Nintendos then or PlayStations. Almost a similar shape, but a lot more rugged. <laughs> a lot and more thank, rugged. thank goodness you do make those joysticks because we certainly get hit with some weather here in the Northeast. And uh, right. those uh, electric trucks are often very, very busy with the overhead power lines. So I now know what you make. I now know what products you supply to your customers. Tell me a little bit about yourself, a family-run business. How did you end up with the big job? My father started the business about 55 years ago, 1966. Started importing from Germany, met some companies over there and, and brought over rotary switches and joysticks. And, and through the years, we started adding electronics and custom handles and gates. And then in 1990, I graduated college and joined the company. Actually, I joined the company in, you know, when I was in eighth grade working on the production floor and, and every, <laughs> every, every summer we would work on the production floor to get to know the processes and, and understand, uh, you know, how to make the joysticks and, and the different products. Cheap so, labor uh, as well. 
It was good. Very cheap. <laughs> yeah. Very cheap. Cheap for about first 20 years of my life. Oh, bless my, you. <laughs> like my father. So then I joined and got into the IT world and HR. I got my MBA from the University of Connecticut after joining the company. I wanted to bring in some new ideas and new processes. And, you know, executive MBA program with UConn was, was awesome for me. So then what I, I started getting into was more process improvement. I implemented the, uh, I led a team that implemented the our ERP program at the time, the computer system that, that runs our business. Then we got into ISO 9000 quality systems where we start structuring our processes to ensure that we deliver a quality product. Mm-hmm. Late 90s got into lean manufacturing, the Toyota production method. The great tools there of, uh, you know, making the place visible or visual Kaizen events, you know, continuous improvement events. That's how I started with the business. And the last 20 years, it's been operations, but it's also been a new product. We've been working on a business development where we make Bluetooth data devices for construction equipment. So we've been working in the sensors and rugged electronics. That's our core capability. We're really good at the design and manufacture Mm -hmm. of rugged data and control devices. So we took our capability and we've branched out into more of the data part of of highway world. And for the past 15 years, we've been developing RFID devices, fuel capture and hour meters and all the data sets go around that go around construction equipment and off-highway equipment. And within the last three years, been solely focused on Bluetooth because it's a it's a very powerful technology that's everywhere. And it's it makes it easier to get get the data from the equipment into the cloud. Absolutely. Very much so. Did you always plan on working in the company business or did you ever plan to escape and do your own thing? Or was it always just written in the stars for you? That was always written in the stars. That was the expectation. And, you know, it's one of those things where you just, you accept it and you take it as a challenge, right? You you know, some people have this focus that I'm going to be, you know, a soccer player, right? Well, you can have a goal for that, but you can also have a goal that says, I want to build things. I want to create things, whether it's a process, whether it's a, a new widget, whether it's a new software program, that's all building. So it's creating and learning. And, you know, I, I got into it first through IT and HR and process and quality and got into it with our business development with the, with the data delivery products. You know, it's unbelievable. Our joysticks and controllers and the data delivery products, we've got so many new applications going through here and there's so many new product design that we, we're coming up with. It. It's so much fun. So it's fun from the process side, but it's also fun from the new new product side too. Very much so. And of course, with the, harnessing that new technology, you can make the life of the workers or rather your end users so much easier. So come on then, you're the president. Tell me what the average day looks like for Sam Simmons. The average day is, uh, you know, getting in around uh, seven and kicking the day off. Seven? Uh, ex- seven? That's not crazy. So then we have our expedite meeting. We talk about what needs to ship, set priorities for production, answer questions with engineering. Then we have NPD, new product development meeting at nine o'clock. Rapid meeting there where we just get an update and talk about what are you working on? What what did you accomplish? And what's your blockage right now? What's causing you to miss your development? And uh, so that's about a half an hour. Then throughout the day, I've got many project meetings. We've got a lot of projects in here, whether it's a new product design, new applications. So new product design for us is where we're taking a new technology, a new sensor, and we're integrating it into a new product. So we're creating a new board there. We're creating a new joystick. We're creating, we're taking a new sensor and integrating it into a full system. That's a new product development 
project, but then we have new application projects where we take a current product and the customer wants to tweak it a little bit. They want to add a, a push button on the side or they want to have a different CAN message output. So CAN is the computer control area network. It's a computer for equipment. So engines have these, this message line. So the old days of rolling the wind, windshield down with the lever. <laughs> Remember that very well. <laughs> right? Yep. That's been replaced by wire. And that wire is, is controlled by CAN. So we have that expertise in here. We understand K, CAN J1939, CAN open. So there's all these new applications that come through with, with data language, machine language, shape of the handle, output of the joystick, input of a sensor. So I have a lot of those projects throughout the day and managing that. And then I've got customer you know, prospecting and, and customer management projects. Yeah, absolutely. Where we're, we're working directly with the customer to make sure they're happy. You know, if it's a quality issue, we got to, you know, dig into it and tell them how we're going to fix it and make sure it never happens again. But then you've got the fun projects where, hey, it's a new product, a new idea that they want to bounce off us. And we, we see, we of course always say yes here at OEM Controls and, and OEM Data Delivery because uh, we like making new things. It's rugged and custom. And, uh, you know, the, the way you say no is by providing the price. If the price is too expensive, <laughs> then they say no. So that's, I like when they say no and we don't say no. But you love the challenge, clearly. How many yeah. employees do you have uh, currently at the company? We're up, we're up to 240. Wow, right wow it's a big uh, operation. Mostly production people, but we've got engineering and edit engineers, and we've got uh, a lot of good people in here, a lot of good players. Uh, we've got, you know, if you look at the, the skill set, you've got assembly, and the assembly is awesome. It's, it's electronic assembly, mechanical assembly. It's machine shop. It's metal fab. It's, you know, all this harnessing sub-assemblies. So we've got a lot of different skill sets there and a lot of great team players there. And then if you get up to, okay, how do we support them? We've got QA people, quality assurance people that are there to test the equipment and test the products before they go out and in, inside the process and, and right before it goes to the customer. And then you've got support people like electronic technicians that are there to, to, to troubleshoot the electronic. It's more complex, so you need some technicians to help out there. We've got return people that take the equipment in from the field and see if we can fix it, see if we can refurbish it for our customers. And then you got to support people of our engineers, right? So we've got a lot of electronic engineers, mechanic engineers. We have manufacturing engineers. We've got software developers, embedded software developers. So the embedded team, that's more new product development. And then we've got the mechanical engineers, electronic engineers, new product development, but they're also on new apps. And then with the new apps, we've got configurators, people that help develop the documentation, the build materials, the drawings to make it so we can re repeatedly make a product. And, uh, and of course, you've got the, the management team, we've got accounting team, we've got the HR team, IT, and we've got a quality team, continuous improvement team, which includes collaboration. So, so we've got people here that are, are facilitating conversations, they're, they're taking notes, they're setting up the action items so we make sure nothing gets dropped try to get that to that point. That's, that's the goal. That's the vision. So there's a lot of different roles, a lot of different jobs in here from, you know, physical work to a combination of physical and, and the uh, data work. And then there's people that are just right there for data and, and specs and design development. It's such a varied team you've got because you have to cover so many different elements. So tell me a little bit about the equipment or the machinery that you use to build your products. 
or should I say so design most, and build your product? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Good. So, yeah. So if we talk about the design side, you know, we've got the CAD programs, we've got automated PCB software, and then we program in the C language with CAN and uh, Bluetooth expertise there. So then of course, it's just, that's just computers. But then you start getting into our capabilities in the production area. We've got, we have surface mount equipment. We have two lines. So surface mount are the, ro the robots that put the electronic components onto the electronic board. If you look at our products, we have over 18,000 end products. So every customer gets their own product and wow. protect, protect <laughs> them. Now, that's a lot of products. Yeah, it is. And we, we'll support them forever. The top 100 or top 50 part numbers make up 80% of the business. But then if you really look at it, we have these machines, we have surface mount, we have machine shop, three axis, five axis, CNC machines. We've got the basic, the old school uh, CNCs. We have a punch press, we have a welder, welding capability. We have a harness assembly area. We've got automated tinning and wire length and pinning functionality in the process. We have a lot of assembly. It's a lot of assembly yeah. where we make the boards. So once the boards come get the robots, put the parts on, there's, there's other components that need to go on there. They're just too big and, and they're customized for the application. And then on the mechanical side, we've got several lines there to, to build, you know, the different types of joysticks at different times, electronic packages. And then we have a systems assembly area where we put the whole package together into a box and, you know, it's a plug and play solution for our customers. That's absolutely amazing. And if you had customers who wanted something really bespoke, they could come to you and you could literally design it from scratch, create it just for their particular needs. Is that kind of the sort of projects you relish? You know, I never really got a grasp of the word bespoke. <laughs> it means just created for that person made in mind. To, made to order. Made to order. Unique. Yes, custom. <laughs> that's custom. what we do. Custom. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's what we do. That, and that's what we that we got new apps. That's what we call our maybe we'll call it bespoke apps. I like that. Bespoke. Yes. Very English. It's my language Very issues. British. <laughs> British. Uh, as long as you uh, supply tea, everything is better. Fine. Uh, describe the management structure and the employee culture and values at your business. So you've been established a long time. You're going to have had some staff yep. there a very long time. How have you kept them? How do you keep your staff happy? And what are the core values and ideas for your employees? Yeah. So right now it's me and my brother, Keith, and uh, we're running the business here. Of course, my father started it and then we worked with him, you know, for 15, 20 years, every day, getting together with him, talking business, talking strategy. But now it's, it's me and my brother. And then we have an executive management team, which is made up of, director of production, sales and marketing, HR, accounting, and engineering, new product development. Those are, that's, that's our executive management team. And then we've got our management team. The biggest group is the production. That's the most people. So we've got a couple layers there. We've got managers. And then it gets down to like we have leads. So the, the cool thing on the floor is we've got leads. These lead people are experts and they run the line they're experts in our process and in our technology and in our assembly process and they do a great job cool thing we did recently is we added a line level called line technician so on the line technician their job is to make sure the people are trained so if you get a line a picture it's five people 
mm-hmm. working a, you know, three to five people working a product through this is more volume. And so the line technician, they're answering questions, making sure the parts are there. The line lead has, has several lines with them. And what they do is they answer questions. They track down quality issues. They are working with engineering to improve the paperwork, to better understand the quality, how it should feel. And, you know, there's, there is a lot of feel in this, in the joysticks. So it's been great developing that group. So, you know, if you talk about our culture here, so our core values are put into the, the acronym of PACE. P is for persistence. We figure out a way. We keep coming in from different angles, try to figure out how to get a solution, whether it's a quality issue, whether it's a, a new application, persistence, right? We say yes to everything. Then accountability, okay? We're trying to, to make sure that, hey, we're a team here and we're all accountable to each other and it's a big responsibility to be a part of the team and to get things done. Creativity, we love building new things. We love saying yes and creating new apps and new products and building new uh, processes, new jigs and fixtures. That's fun. And then excellence, we're trying to continuously improve, continuously figure out how to get better for our customer, how to get better for our in our processes, how to get better as a company and working together. Great core values. So tell me then, what skills or educational training have turned out to be the most important to you? Was it like the hands-on experiences you had with your father? Was it doing your MBA? You know, what is it? What what core skills have turned out to be the most valuable? Well, I, I tell you, for young people coming out, the core skills of being able to type, communicate, and organize are just so vital. We've been implementing this collaboration process in here. And, and the base skill is taking notes and typing. And people are like, well, oh, that's a yeah, big deal, big deal. But that's the basic skill. Because if you don't do that, majority of the people out there, everybody remembers it and it's all verbal. But then we leave the meeting and all those brilliant ideas just fall to the ground. Yep. So we've been really working hard on that process of documenting discussion points, decisions made, and kicking off further projects, further meetings, or follow-up next actions. So from my perspective, what was great was definitely working in the company at a young age, getting the opportunity to go anywhere in the company was, was unbelievable that my father would allow me to do. He was a classic entrepreneur and he really didn't care about operations or he wanted to just come up with new ideas and new products. So, so I had fun learning about, I studied it and became an American Society quality engineer. So if I look at it, it was, you know, my education, of course, at Gettysburg, my MBA, becoming a certified quality engineer and and Duran and Deming, and then getting into the Toyota production method and lean thinking and being able, we're going through all that to apply it so that I could go to the floor, I could work with people and apply it immediately. So, so that was huge influence, just having the ability, you know, the capabilities in here of electronics and working with engineers, working with our production people, that kind of experience, so much you learn, the core knowledge and the, and the tribal knowledge that we have in here and the electronic capability we have in here is, is unbelievable. So being able to work with people and pull that information has been an awesome benefit for me. Absolutely. Immersing yourself totally from such an early age as well. So, okay, thinking of somebody who is looking to return to the workforce or the, somebody who is leaving maybe technical college or school and is looking for a job, what attributes do you look for on a resume when it hits your desk? 
what skills do they have? What skills beyond, you know, the basics? And of course, you know, we work with, with a lot of engineers and we're hiring a lot of engineers right now. And, but I want to see, they've had some variety, but they have also had some good times together. And of course, when you look at specifically for characteristic, it's fine. You know, what I like to do, I usually have people screen. We start with the technical. Then when we interview, looking at what is their passion, I like to find people that have, when you talk to them, that they figure it out, that they, we've got so many challenges in here. We can't hit a wall ever. If you hit the wall, you, you're going to die. So yeah. you got to figure out how to get around that wall, go over it, go around it. Problem and solvers. Yeah. Problem solvers. Yes, exactly. Persistence. So it's a lot of that. It's persistence and creativity. You know, that's what really we want to keep promoting in here. Now let's talk about the pandemic then. How has the pandemic affected your business? Have you had any impact, particularly, I guess, supply chain, which seems to be the buzzword at the moment, or any resurgence in Buy American, for example? So it was brutal. We were an essential company because yeah. we supported, you know, the construction company, the fire trucks and, and uh, garbage truck industry. We basically kept going, but sales were down. We had to keep it. The Paycheck Protection Program has saved us. It's the best program that's that we've seen from the government. So 2020 was brutal. Uh, we had to, the positive from it is that we really got good at remote virtual teams and, and, and projects. So our productivity has gone up amazingly from that perspective. The fortitude of the company, that the way they just have stepped up and we clean and we add, you know, these plastic barriers in between and we're wearing masks. It's amazing how the team has been able to do that. And we can still ship. Now we come to 2021, we get hit in the face with parts availability. So now our products, yep. I mean, our projects right now, 50% of my engineering projects and, and new product projects are around parts availability. Mm. The great thing about that is we can still ship to our customers. We go in and we say, this part now is going to be get a 52 week lead time. What? We can't do that. Our customers say, wow. forget it. So we take that same component. We search and we scour the web and we find, find alternatives and we work with our suppliers and then all right, we got to change it, but it's got to be a through hole component. We have to actually now physically put it in. Fine. It's not the best process. It's not the most efficient, but we can actually ship. So these lessons here of like of our resiliency and, uh, you know, persistence. So it, yeah, that core value, that, that persistence, yes. you know, that problem solving is that's so right. integral, particularly at the moment, for sure. So other than coronavirus and obviously supply chain shortages, are you tackling any other exciting new opportunities or challenges at the moment? Yeah, well, so we've got some great new opportunities with our CAN products. We're getting into new machines and uh, new opportunities there, but we're also getting new opportunities with our Bluetooth data delivery division. Yeah. And when you hear IoT, we are truly the sensor part of IoT because mm -hmm. We make these sensors that go on equipment. It goes on a bucket. It goes on an attachment, any accessory. And we're now we're giving utilization on that. But then we've got higher, higher level, higher processing power devices. We're providing fuel tracking, you know, automated fuel tracking with Bluetooth. That's going to be an awesome market for us. We've been doing it for a long time, but now with Bluetooth, it just makes it so we can take, we can track every fuel, drop of fuel into every piece of equipment in the construction world using a Bluetooth a smartphone or a tablet. Wow. And then we have a new product we've been working on for a couple of years now. It's called Fasten Tracker. And what this does is it's a seatbelt reminder for bucket truck operators. So mm -hmm. there are injuries and deaths every year because a bucket truck operator forgets to clip in. 
And when they get hit and they get launched out of there, then, you know, it's catastrophic. So what, what we've created and we figured out how to hook into the, the anchor point and they clip in green light. If they don't clip in, it gives a big alarm yep. and reminds them. So then three seconds later, they're in there. Now they're safe. And if there's anybody trying to beat that, we've got Bluetooth data. So it's a good tool for management to ensure their safety programs are being implemented, but also it gives them utilization data. Very cool. Very cool. So come on then, when you're not working, which you're passionate about what you do, but when you're not working, what do you like to do to unwind and relax? I like to um, hang out with my kids, my fiance. I've got four kids and she's, she has three. So we have seven all together. Wow. So, uh, seven aside yeah. football. That's right. <laughs> you <can do> that. <laughs> that keeps so, you very busy, I'm sure. Yes. So I got three in college right now. So I go to, I've been visiting the colleges and that's been awesome. Oh, wow. Uh, my daughter's playing volleyball and I love going to her games, but I'm really passionate about golf. So I, I, play, uh, I play golf whenever I can in between uh, the kids and work. And of course, the Manufacture CT annual golf outing was a huge success earlier this year. Yes, it was. <laughs> There's a podcast about that. If you've not heard about it and you're listening to this podcast, do check it out. It's on the same platform. You'll be able to find out all about the Manufacture CT golf outing. It was very, very funny. I enjoyed myself anyway. The whiskey distillery tent at one hole were certainly aided the day's events. So that's right. <laughs> what would you say has been your biggest success or the thing that you're most proud of in your career? I love the way we're going as mm -hmm. a company, the new collaboration systems, getting people working together, the, the interaction and the project management and getting people together. I love how we're getting everybody to work together in a more effective manner with technology, with Microsoft Teams and, and with uh, our different software programs and our process there. I love that. I'm very proud of that. I love working with our new customers, our big customers, making them happy and big customer Skyjack and Alltech and, you know, making them happy and getting new business and getting new applications. And then I love the, the new business development. It's, it's fun coming up with uh, new data devices and, and data loggers and data trackers and, and working with, with telematic companies and software companies and, and being their partner. We love how we have become their partner and we're still building to become their partner mm -hmm. to expand their data set. That is so much fun. So Yep. It's still a journey though. We're but you're proud of what you've achieved so far and looking forward so to far. the future. Sounds good Pretty to good. me. So last couple of questions for you then. I would like you to get your crystal ball out and tell me your predictions about the future of manufacturing and doing business, I guess, in the state of Connecticut as well. What's your predictions for the future of manufacturing? Well, manufacturing, you know, we got to keep improving the processes. It will become more robotics. We will be in involving that. But the first step is how do you streamline and get processes under control? We will get to the point where, you know, everybody's going to have a data device on them, whether it's a tablet or a smartphone, and to bring the company and the business closer together. So it's going to be speed through creativity and using technology, whether it's a robotic or whether it's just communication through tablets. For Connecticut, we need to keep getting better and be more productive because it's an awesome state. It's, it's uh, There's so much to do and there's so many beautiful parts of the state, but it's really hard to work here. So the way we survive is we need to be productive and get profits through streamlining and improving our value streams throughout the company. 
Okay, last question for you. If people want to carry on this conversation, find out more about you, the company, how can they reach out to you? Is there a website, social media, LinkedIn? What's the best way of getting hold yeah, of you? Best way is through LinkedIn. Sam Simmons, look up Samuel R. N. Simmons on LinkedIn. Yeah, that would be the best. And and uh, I enjoy talking new technologies. I enjoy talking computer technologies, strategy, love talking strategy and business development. So if anybody would like to chat about that, I'd be very happy to do that. Awesome. Do check out Sam on LinkedIn. And is there a website people can get hold of you? Yeah, you can find me on oemcontrols.com. And then we also have our website for OEM Data Delivery, oemdd.com. You can find me on both of those or find me on LinkedIn. Please. There do. you go. There is no excuse if you want to reach out and continue the conversation with Sam. You can do it like that, Sam. Thank That's you awesome. so much for being a part of Meet the Manufacturers for Manufacture CT. It's a real privilege to speak to you. I'm excited about the things you're doing. I'm never going to look at an electrical truck that is working and one of those cherry pickers up on the lines the same ever again. Good. I'm, I'm going to be trying to spot their joysticks. <laughs> Excellent. Me and you, me and you both. That's There's a good. joke in there somewhere. Sam, thanks so much <laughs> for your time today. Great job, Claire. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Meet the Manufacturers, brought to you by Manufacture CT. If you would like to find out more about Manufacture CT, or you would like to join the organization, visit the website manufacturect.org. This podcast is sponsored by Cone Resnick, Advisory, Assurance, Tax. Visit their website, coneresnick.com. If you have enjoyed listening to this episode and want to find out more about the vibrant and thriving manufacturing community in Connecticut, subscribe to and share this podcast today. Meet the Manufacturers is available on all podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music and Spotify.